right, here we are, episode 12. Can you believe it? Yeah, 12, 12 weeks, three months of goodness. I feel like there's been a lot of change in our podcast. We've uh, gotten we've gotten more technical. More technical. Right. We've gotten more knowledge uh, by the people that we have calling. We're not the knowledge. Right. It's the callers. Um, I feel like we've gotten a little fancier, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we're, 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 we're you know, we're trying to do yeah. something. And I've gotten a lot better at knowing the mascots, and my predictions have been unbelievable. You, you, uh, that wrong on both accounts, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. But you, you Ouch. are. Well, I'm, but I will continue to instruct you on how to uh, pick better teams in yeah. games, and then also the knowledge of the mascots. Right, that's so. true. That's true. But if I do pick wrong again, like I always say, it's not my fault. So yeah, right. Of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, you actually made two predictions last. Friday for the national championship games. I did. Uh, you picked LSU and North Dakota State, and yeah. they both won. Yeah, like I said, right? I'm getting, but you know why? Because because I have, uh, I guess it's like uh, ice in my veins. As it gets later in the season, and more is on the line, championships. I get the eye of the tiger, okay. and I and I and I really zoom in and focus and and deliver. Maybe we should start calling you like Aaron Big Time Prize. Yeah, yeah. Prize. Uh, that's what I was called in high school. I was Big Shot AP. Okay. And so if you needed a three at the right time, I was going to deliver it for you. Good. And so that's what I do here. And and also, there are actual teams that people know about, right? right I mean, these right. are I, I don't I don't have to study them, and the players do what they're supposed to do. And so yeah, when that happens, I'm right, and that's what happened here. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so uh, after the LSU national championship game, and LSU won, there they was win. there was a player on the sideline, Odell Beckham Jr., who was a NFL player. He played at LSU, NFL player for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, and there was a video of him that was shown that went viral. Yeah. Of him giving cash handshakes. To all these players. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we know about what happened there. Right? right. So there's this video of him handing out cash to all these players. Yeah. Well, immediately this gets picked up by, you know, every sports writer saying, how is this okay? How is this possible? Yeah. And initially the theory was that he was handing out fake money, right? That it was just like He's being monop- funny. monopoly money being a goofball. Yeah. But almost at the same time as that theory was being put out there. Joe Burrow goes on national radio and says, hey, I, I don't have any more eligibility. I can tell you it was real money. He's yeah. giving us real money. Yeah. Because Joe Burrow knows that he's not going to get punished at all, right? Yeah. There's um, no more jurisdiction for him. But but there's videos of players, some players who still have eligibility, mm-hmm. getting cash handshakes. So the question for you, Aaron, of course is, <laughs> is this okay? Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, this this flies in the face of a couple of things, right? Here it is: a booster giving student athletes cash. If you if you asked my daughter, who's two years old, Isabella, said, "Hey, Izzy, you know, is it allowed for student athletes to get cash from a booster?" She's probably going to say, "No, Daddy." Right? You don't. You don't, no. Not, you definitely even a two year old. Yeah, even a two year old know should know that, right? Because that goes at the heart of like that's what you joke about happening. Like you know, coaches would do that when I worked at USC or Oregon State. Be like, ha ha, I'm going to give some cash to this uh, recruit or whatever this player. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because it was so outrageous, you know. But but here it happened. A booster after a high profile national championship game on national TV with with hundreds of cameras. Yeah. Hundreds of cell phones out, 
just like, yeah. I mean, what does he think? I have to believe he meant to do like he intended to snub snub his nose, you know, snub his finger, kind of at the NCA. You know what I mean? Like, like you guys are idiots. I'm giving these guys cash because everybody knows you can't pay athletes. I mean, nobody's confused on that. There's no. I, I don't think that, I can't imagine anybody listening going, you can't. Boosters can't pay athletes. Like there might be a couple of people that maybe have no no idea about the rules. But Odell Beckham played in college. He knows that's why he was doing that in front of the cameras. The problem is he didn't think of all the ramifications of it. Right. He's just thinking, oh, I'm being funny and whatever. I'm giving them cash. What are you going to do? Well, what we're going to do is, is make these players that have eligibility remaining ineligible, right? And now we got to we got to probably have them pay the money back to a charity of their choice. Who knows if they're going to have to sit out a game or two next year? Maybe not, but it kind of depends on the circumstances of what happened. If the player says, yeah, I took it because I was embarrassed. He handed it to me, but then I immediately went and handed it back. I'm sorry. Maybe report a violation and give them a little tap on the wrist. But if those players are sort of pocketing it, went and spent it, we got kind of problems here. You also have problems with Odell Beckham. They need to control post-game access to the players. I think LSU needed to do a better job of that. Well, and then there's a video of him in the locker room with the players and there's a police officer who is there yeah, yeah. because I guess I understand that some of the players tried to smoke cigars mm-hmm. in the locker room and the police officer said, no, you can't, you can't smoke in here. Yeah. You, you know, well, you got to leave that. There's no NCAA violation there. They're just, the law is just trying to say you can't do this. Yeah. But as he's trying to do that, then Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, pats the police officer on the butt. That's not a good. That's not a good look. Not a good look in a lot of levels, right? I mean, you're in a locker room, you're smacking a police officer on the butt. First of all, it's disrespectful, right? Because the cop doesn't know you, hundred percent, from anybody. So you just dis- disrespected him. You're making fun of his role. His role is to keep the peace and to keep people from coming to the locker room and maybe causing a scene, causing a situation. Because after a national championship, like after USC won the Rose Bowl, and I was in the locker room. It's a madhouse. It really is. There's people coming in and out, media and security. There's so many things going on. It's it's hard for somebody to kind of make sure they know everybody that's coming in. So you need a police presence to make sure you don't have some crazy fan or maybe an angry fan from the other team. Yeah, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Running in and, and saying, I hate you guys. You guys cheated. I'm punching one of the players in the face. Who knows? You know, so you need a police presence there. And you got Odell Beckham, this dude coming in, smacking people on the butt. He's kind of like dancing in front of the cops a little bit and, and making kind of a scene. Um trying to be funny, but it, the whole thing, I mean, he ended up causing an NCAA violation for her, for uh, LSU. And then he's now got, I think, a warrant out? Yeah, so so they, they, he's been charged with an assault and battery. Yeah, uh, unwanted for, touching, right? Unwanted touching, absolutely. That's, that's, that's law school... Uh, that's law school 101. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You learn that in the first week of law school. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't have to hurt or knock you out. Yeah. It's, it clearly, it cleared the police officer reacted in the video. Yeah. He was, he was offended. It. Right. And so, yeah, there's a warrant out for, for Odell Beckham's, uh, junior's arrest. Yep. Uh, he could be in some legal trouble. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably a misdemeanor, <laughs> probably no. Yeah. He's not going to see jail time or anything, yeah. but, but there's going to be a fine and probably yeah. some, maybe some community service and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the laws specifically in Louisiana, which is where the game was played. Yeah, but, but that's probably what's going to happen. And then the NFL may t- take a look at you know with their uh, with their player yeah. conduct policy. Yeah, they may take a look at that also. Yeah, the NCAA, you never know. They could say too, like, hey, you now need to limit access for this booster. Remember, USC had that happen with Reggie Bush. Right. Uh, now I don't think those are going to say for ten years you can't have 
uh, Odell Beckham Jr. around, but they might say, we don't want this guy around for a year or two years. You need to limit his access because he's not acting appropriately. He's sort of handing out cash to players, committing violations on purpose, um, smacking police officers on the butt in the locker room. I mean, who is this guy? And he kind of honestly takes away from the luster of the win by LSU. The players were the ones that won it, right? And then now they have Odell Beckham getting all of the media for negative things. That, that's disappointing. You know, it's right. almost like having a uh, winning some great thing, and then there's some side story that happens that becomes the real story. And that's a shame for LSU in a lot of ways, you know. And so they're going to have to take a look at their player access and their and what they're going to do with Odell Beckham. But, uh, yeah, it's not a – they're going to have to figure this out too. Now, why can Joe Burrow take the money? Because as soon as that competition was over, he doesn't have any more eligibility left. And Joe Burrow is a fifth-year senior. Yep. He's exhausted all of his eligibility. Right. So he's – He's done. Right? Yep. Yeah. So his penalty is, well, great. Then say I'm not eligible for competition. I'm not eligible anyways. My eligibility is over. Yeah. Do you know if he would be able to play in like a, the senior bowl or something? He's not going to because <laughs> he's not going to play in any of those games. Yeah. So, so if it's not representing the school, okay. that would be fine. But he couldn't do anything for the school. He couldn't represent LSU uh, in any competition. Now, he can't eligibility-wise. That's why he can essentially take the money. But the third year's that maybe we're going to de- declare for the NFL draft. They weren't sure if they were or weren't. Now they have the stain sitting there. Like you're, you're going to be ineligible right now. We have to repay the money, maybe do some community service, maybe do some sort of penalty the NCAA wants, like rules ed, that sort of thing. Maybe you have to sit out a game. I don't know. It depends on the egregiousness of it. Right. They have a decision to make now. But those sophomores and maybe a freshman that took it, they got a problem on their hands, and they're going to have to figure it out. And, and, and imagine if you took the money – blew the money that night and now you took a 500 bucks or a thousand bucks and now you have to pay that back you don't really have the money now you're figuring out crap man i gotta pay a thousand bucks back i didn't want to waste now it's sort of like the player wasted their own thousand dollars right yeah right of course but but a couple and a couple of the uh, kind of the writers that i saw people that i follow on twitter yeah we're kind of making a big deal about this and saying well hey what's the big deal these kids are taking money Ed Ogeron got a bonus of over a half a million dollars because he won the national championship. Yeah. So what what makes it okay for Ed Ogeron as a as a uh, as a coach in the NCAA uh, to get that kind of a bonus when the kids can't even get a you know a couple hundred bucks from a from a player? Yeah, you know, and a lot of things that in our society are set up that way, right? You're going to have an intern for a company, let's say at Intel, that makes nothing or makes 20 bucks an hour. You got a CEO making 5 million bucks. And maybe that intern's doing a bunch of work, maybe more work than the CEO's doing, uh, grunt work, right? And then the the intern thinks, I should be making way more than this. I'm getting ripped off here. I'm going to go steal from the company or I'm going to do this or that because this isn't fair. Well, that's the breaks. I mean, that's what it is. Ed Ogeron's basically the CEO of LSU. And yeah, the, the worker bees are talented and do and moving the bar, but they're still worker bees, so to speak. You know, that's a weird term, but you know what I mean? They're the ones right. working. And so they make a lot less. What they make is a stipend and their, their scholarship and that sort of thing. That's, that's how it's different. I mean, it, every level of our society has that breakdown. And so it, it, that is what it is. That's capitalism. You know, we don't all get kind of the same. And that's what I would say to that argument, to be honest. Yeah, it'll be interesting also from from as I look as I look at this to see if how this changes once the name image likeness type stuff yeah. type stuff comes up a little bit more. Yeah. And they get a little bit more nuanced with that because that could change how this these types of situations are 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 governed, right? I mean it, it could, but this goes at the heart of like the worst of the worst. A booster paying cash to a player at an event. 
I mean, that on TV, right? I mean, that that doesn't get any worse because right. otherwise, imagine if that it would be a free for all. You get the Oregon Ducks having Phil Knight there going, okay, here you go, here's five hundred for you, or five hundred. It's just it, it smacks in the face of the basic rules. And and there's no way they can allow it. And I think that they LSU needs to have the pressure to get Odell Beckham out of the way for a while because he's obviously not respecting the NCAA. He's trying to kind of snub them a little bit and say their rules are stupid. We're giving these players cash. Well, guess what? Though they're not pros. They're not pros. They haven't made it to the level. They're still interns in the football world that are developing skills and abilities and that sort of thing. They haven't earned the right, so they don't get to get executive pay yet and a lot of you know careers are set up that way and this one's no different and i get that they want that money and they do great work and they're televised and but a lot of people in our society do great work and get less money than someone that's above them happens all the time and so um you know it's just the way it is from my perspective at least okay all right well we'll see how this all plays out what kind of penalties lsu might get yeah what kind of players some of the players the penalties the players might get yeah uh and uh we'll follow we'll follow up with this story as it continues to develop yeah yeah and compliance issues that go viral are never good and you need assistance to help you through that for sure all right well what does that sound mean it's call time it's call time it's That's call right. time that's my favorite time of the year is when we get to talk to the membership and the experts actively working on the front lines of this industry. All right. And this call, as it has been for the last two weeks, is going to be brought to us by Welsh Burn and Green. Mm-hmm. It's a Portland-based uh, law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, and vocational and uh, social security disability, and also collegiate sports law. And right. so, so yeah. what are some of the things that we could do for a college or university? Well, pretty much anything a compliance office can do. We can do basically their... Um, consulting services that we could do at a flat rate or an hourly rate. We can tailor whatever your needs or issues are and come to an agreement and then start helping you out. And so we got legal experience. We've got compliance experience. And I think that we could do anything your compliance office or athletic administration could do for you. So you can call us at, uh, at 503-221-0870. Email us at college sports attorneys at gmail.com, which should be right here. Right down below. Uh, you can also email me at skelly at wbgatty.com or. Yeah, or uh, I'm Aaron Price and my email is price at wbgatty.com. Give us a call, 503-221-0870. You won't regret it. Absolutely. All right, well, here we are uh, on the phones. And who are we interviewing today, Aaron? Well, we're interviewing one of my favorite people in the business, Sharif. Uh, he, he works at Cal State Northridge. And Sharif is, I have a lot of respect for Sharif, always have, and that's why I wanted to talk to him today. And he'll talk a little bit about his background and stuff. But uh, we got Cal State Northridge in the house today. On the Matadors, all right. Well, Absolutely. All right, well, uh, Sharif, uh, thank you very much for, for your time today. Uh, we always start with you kind of introducing yourself and kind of uh, uh, where you work, your position there, and, and that kind of stuff to start. Is that all right? Absolutely. Yeah. First off, guys, you know, thanks for having me on here. It's, uh, sounds like a lot of fun. You're excited to be chatting about college you know, sports and everything that goes along with that. Um, like, you know, like you mentioned, my name is Sherry Beimer. I'm an associate athletic director for administration and operations at Cal State Northridge. Um, I've been in this position for about a year and a half now. Um, before coming here, I worked in compliance at USC for about three years. And before that, I worked in compliance at University of Michigan 
clients, and now I wear several hats here at, at uh, CSUN. Um, I oversee compliance facilities, game operations, uh, and, uh, and a few sports as well. So um, a new role for me, a new challenge, and uh, it's been exciting so far. Well, that's awesome. So I guess the first question usually from our listeners, we've got a lot of listeners who are trying to get into this business and that kind of stuff. So how did you actually get into compliance? Uh, what's your uh, kind of educational or experience type background that got you into compliance? Yeah, you know, it's actually kind of a funny story I actually enjoy telling it. So um, I went to undergrad at the University of Michigan, and I, I knew I wanted to go to law school. And at the time, I was thinking, I'm going to be a sport patient. Um, I saw one of my friends played football at Notre Dame. I saw him go pro, and um, he was actually a pro pro boxer and a pro football player. Um, and I just was really intrigued by the process and what his agent did for him and kind of what that entailed. Um, and so that's kind of what I thought I was going to do. I chose my law school based on, um, I was here at Tennessee for law school. I chose it based on, it was a big mega agent uh, in the area, and, you know, Tennessee Athletics is, uh, is the story program. I kind of figured, hey, you know, with my connections at Michigan, if I can establish connections at Tennessee, I can, I can really become an agent and I uh, really be successful. And it was while I was working for an agent in town in Knoxville that I kind of learned that, you know what, this is not my cup of tea. This is not for me. Um, it's a very grueling business. I have a lot of respect for the, for the agents that do things the right way, but it's just not going to be the lifestyle that I want for myself. And the way that I, you know, kind of transitioned into compliance was we, um, we had a sports law group and we brought in various people. We brought in, you know, agents. We brought in actually um, our, our football coach at the time um, was uh, with a law grad himself. And we brought him in and just kind of different people. We brought in somebody from the NCAA and uh, he was in enforcement. He came in and talked a little bit about what he did and I'm listening to him. that's in this world, it's always, everybody has that one person that gave them their that big break, right? That, that, that connection. And that's so cool that it's such a personal, it's such a personality based, you know, kind of, you got to make these connections based. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember for Sharif, we were very lucky to, when I was working at USC, to, to get him at USC. And I remember... He may not even remember this story. I hope it's okay that I tell it. But but I remember having a conversation with him in the line. Getting I was getting coffee, uh, and, and, he, and Sharif came and found me. He was asking some questions about USC and different things, and had good things to say. He seemed like a high energy guy. He was well spoken, and I thought, man, this is this this would be a cool guy to work with. And uh, you know, everybody kind of knows somebody. I remember his name kind of popped up, and I, I I remember saying a couple nice things about him. And sure enough, we were lucky to get him at. At USC, I never got the opportunity to work side by side with him on on football. I was hoping for that, uh, but different paths, different things happened. But but uh, yeah, I always respected Sharif. You know, he's he's a um, a good guy, hardworking guy. He commands a room. We would have 
I hope this is okay. I'm sharing this, uh, uh, Sharif. But but we'd have these uh, coaches meetings, and and he could just I mean command a 150 person room with coaches and everybody, and give some announcements that were routine. But he would be well spoken and confident. And he had a lot of skills, so I, I knew it's he's somebody that's going to go a lot of places wherever he wants to go. And so uh, we're lucky to chat with him today. So uh, I guess one. One of the things that, that we wanted to talk with you specifically about is, you know, you've been at these huge programs, University of Michigan, USC, these huge programs, and now you're at Cal State Northridge, which is a great, great program, a, a Division One in a lot of different sports, but a little bit smaller as far as scale. I know you guys don't have uh, Division One football, for example. Uh, can you kind of compare your experience at USC and Michigan versus your uh, experience at Cal State Northridge? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is very different, and I think to be to be honest, I think we've been both been both the good and the bad that comes along with the thing. I think I I underestimated how much of a change it would be. Yeah, you know, I think I took for granted. You know, thankfully I was at really um, you know kind of the upper echelon programs of Power Five, right? And I kind of just thought, okay, well, D one athletics is, is pretty much like this, right? Um, and when I when I um, applied to season, originally it was just kind of a you know I just wanted to see if I was at a level. Really, I wanted to see if I was at a stage in my career where I could make a push for an associate athletic director job, right? And that was kind of why I even applied in the first place. But, um, you know, with Steve's on it, it's very different. It's, um, it's, it's a new school, similar in, in size, 40,000 students, but similar in size to the other schools. But wow. kind of, the, you know, the level of resources and the level, I'd say, of, of campus engagement is probably where um, there's the biggest difference, right? So, as an example, you know, if you're a student and you go to Michigan or USC, I think, you know, generally you know that athletics is, is part of it and, you know, you're excited to go to that first football game before you even have your first class, right? Um, you know, it seems like there's not really that level of engagement from the student population. You know, a lot of them, it's not even until their sophomore year that they might even realize that we have athletics on campus, partly because, you know, we don't have football, which is early in the season. Um, but also just the nature of the school, it's more of this kind of a transitioning to more of kind of like a, you know, traditional college that historically had been more of a commuter school. So, really kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, we got some really cool things, uh, really cool things going on here in our basketball team. Um, the head coach is uh, Mark Godfrey, who, you know, uh, is in the news for, for a few things, but, you know, really, really um, has, you know, kind of a successful coach, you know, did, did some great things at NC State in Alabama. Prior to coming here, right? Um, basketball staff is really interesting. Got Jim Eric on staff, Mo Williams, you know, we used to play with the Cavs. Jeff Dunlap, really interesting group. And uh, we've got a player who was, you know, top five in scoring uh, as a freshman last year on our roster, kind of under the radar guy. So, you know, it's just kind of um, it's a really interesting thing. But, you know, in a lot of ways, like I said, both good and bad, it's pretty different than um, my experiences at SC and at Michigan. Oh, that, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, Sharif, I was curious. So I know you, I think, did you, you started in compliance at Cal State Northridge, right, and then transitioned out, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, so basically the, the job that I came in was to be the head compliance, and at the time, you know, we were on probation, and really my focus was going to be on just compliance. Uh, but as everybody told me, even during the interview process, they were like, you know, don't, don't be surprised, and you end up wearing a lot of hats,
That's that's great, I, and I, I know you're going to do really well. How's the compliance office structured now at Cal State Northridge? set it up sort of by sport or is it just sort of everybody just jumps in and tackles what they can? Any software, uh, you know, jump forward or uh, arms or something to assist you uh, in your monitoring efforts? I would see that it had unique special challenges of being in Los Angeles, being near agents, that sort of the urban campus. 
when I was at Oregon State, there was different challenges being in a small college town and local boosters and restaurants that were heavily involved. And, and uh, is there anything that's sort of unique or special to uh, Northridge, like a unique challenge that you guys have to kind of focus on or, or deal with uh, in your setting? That's a great question. This is actually probably the thing that surprised me the most since, I, since I've come here is you've got kind of, I think Northridge is almost, especially if you're in your campus, it's almost like a college town, but you're still in Metro LA, right? I mean, I still, I still live down the street from USC, and I can be here in about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, so you're not that far from, you know, downtown LA and Hollywood, and with that, you get all the distractions that kind of come along with that. At the same time, um, you have kind of the college town feel in, in, in Northridge, you know, the immediate area near campus, so, um, with some of our higher profile athletes, we do kind of get the, the intersection of, you know, big city and college town where they're just they're just so well known in the area. And that can create problems for us. Um, and we try to obviously monitor that, educate our constituents as best we can. And, you know, we try to handle that as best as, best as appropriate. But, yeah, I didn't expect that so much before I came here. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, so you guys have like a hybrid where you're dealing with uh, the college town and the metro area. That, that's uniquely, uniquely tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean with, with Knights, we don't have, you know, we don't probably have the number of, you know, the high-profile the high athletes that attract the kind of attention that you might get at a USC, but with the ones that we do have, yeah, it's, it's, they've got a lot to put on their plate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what do you think about this new, uh, uh, any thoughts on the new name, image, and likeness stuff coming down the, the pipe? Uh, any opinions, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, of California. With California passing, it, passing that law kind of first and getting most of the attention, I think that kind of created a buzz and uh, lots of questions. Right? And I got questions from everybody, from our student athletes, all the way up to our university administration on, on what does this mean and how is it going to impact us. And, you know, I, I I think that it's probably a good thing overall that we're looking at this, right? That, you know, the NCAA has kind of been kicked in the gear and you know, looking at, okay, you know, it's, it's 2020 now, with the, you know, the amount of exposure that student athletes have today compared to what they had in the 70s and 80s, we should probably update the legislation accordingly. So I'm, I'm glad that they're taking a look at that. I think that, you know, some, uh, some of the examples that you're in the media are pretty, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Keeps that check coming. That's a great. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, Spencer. You think you had a? a oh yeah, question? yeah. The, another thing that we've been talking about a lot, just because this is kind of brand new, is the transfer portal. Um, you know, how does how does I kind of what are your thoughts on the transfer portal? Portal. Uh, what? How does Cal State Northridge use the transfer portal? And just kind of give us some some of your thoughts on the transfer portal. Sure, sure. So, um, when I the transfer portal now ran what for year two of it, yeah. and um, and it's funny because I didn't when it when it was kind of an infancy, I didn't realize that so many people who don't work in the industry would even know what the transfer portal is. But yeah, I've come to learn that. There's a transfer portal that's our Twitter account, and right, there's a lot of attention on, on what this thing is. And, um, overall, I think it's been a good indicator of, of the student athlete voice right now in college sports, right? I mean, I think you hear a lot of people talk about the pendulum has finally swung where students 
and their issues are, um, are you know, they're being discussed at the, at the highest levels. And I think the transfer portal is a great indicator of that. You know, previously, with, you know, the rule was, you know, students would request permission to contact and schools could approve it or deny it or they could approve it for some schools and deny others. And, you know, it, it, could, it could lead at times to arbitrary kind of decisions. What's nice about the transfer portal is you've got no choice, right? You can request it. You've got to put them on the portal and they can talk to any school in the country. Um, I think that I think that one of the downsides of the transfer portal or kind of one of the, the sticks that had to come along with it is for scholarship student athletes, they are putting their scholarship at risk. So the rule basically is if you put your name in the transfer portal, the school has the option to cancel your scholarship in subsequent semesters. It can get a little dicey because some students aren't fully educated on that. Um, and sometimes they make emotional decisions because it's so easy. They made it so easy to put your name in the transfer portal or to you know, start the process. Sometimes there can be emotional decisions that um, you would hope that you know the school would kind of work to filter those out. But you know, that's one of the unintended consequences, I think. So what kind of education are you giving student-athletes if they come to you and say, hey, I want to put my name into the yeah. transfer portal? Yeah, as soon as we get a call or a text from You know, to kind of uh, wrap it up, Sharif, I know you're really busy and it's a Friday and you have that L.A. traffic on a Friday night. You got uh, um, you know, that uh, um, you got the kiddo back home and all the kids. And stuff. But the, I was wondering one last thing. Are you hearing anything kind of coming down the pipe as, as far as, you know, new legislation, uh, new rules, any, anything that you're kind of hearing that seems like it might be on the horizon uh, at all out there? Thank you. 
students to transfer portals differently than other students, but you know, that's kind of the one thing that popped up. Yeah, wow. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, Sharif, we really appreciate your time, man. Uh, Cal State Northridge is very lucky to to have you. I know you got uh, you're doing some good things there. I know your future's bright, and uh, just appreciate your time with us. And and uh, I know our paths will cross here soon. Uh, keep in touch, man. Yeah, we'll be cheering for the we'll be cheering for the Matadors. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so, Spencer, that was uh, Sharif from uh... – yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he was spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good guy. I always thought Sharif was a hardworking guy, well-spoken, um, family man. You know, he uh, has been a lot of different places, Michigan, USC, Cal State Northridge, wore a lot of hats. He's very motivated, career-driven relationship guy there, there's like a mold right yeah i mean we, we've interviewed three different people in this yeah. compliance world yeah uh and there's this mold of this hard-working mm-hmm. driven uh you know career-oriented you know a lot of family a lot of family oriented guys yeah uh, yeah guys and girls and you know hopefully it's amazing it's just been cool for me to see this coming from the outside yeah yeah uh, list interviewing these guys yeah because i think to be good at the job you have to be good with people or you're not going to be good at the job that's one you got to be proactive hardworking, organized uh well spoken because you do a lot of speaking a lot of public speaking a lot of rules that in public and verbally uh some emails and some in writing but it's a heavy verbal uh profession uh, and then family oriented, it, it, it's conducive for that because you work really hard, you know, eight to five, you, but then it shuts down. Right. And then you go to the sporting event on the weekend, you bring your kids, you bring your family, everybody gets together. Uh, but it's a good career where if you're hardworking, you work really hard during the day and then you take care of your family at night. And, um, you know, and they're, they're, they're cool jobs. And Shreve's one of the many that I know that are, that are uh, going to do a great job. And Cal State Northridge is, is uh, lucky to have him. So I'm just glad to to pick his brain, but you've heard some trends on how the transfer portal is going, name, image, likeness, you know, um, and, and, and you can see, I mean, there, Sharif didn't have, you know, any specifics to really say on it because there isn't any specifics. We're just kind of watching it right now. It'll be interesting, you know, interesting to see how it shakes out. Everybody wants the kids to get paid. How do you monitor? How do you get it on top of it? Nobody exactly knows, and that's what they're trying to work on. Yeah, it was interesting that he said it's probably for the better, but it's going to create more work for compliance offices. Yeah, yeah, which is a good thing, but it will. It, it'll probably increase the work the compliance offices do. And you heard the special challenges of Cal State Northridge, small campus, big campus, uh, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, he's wearing a lot of hats there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, What a great guy. Yeah. Uh, hey, and I, I did want to comment. Uh, you're looking quite dapper today. Yeah, I was feeling fancy today on a Friday. I'm wearing my USC tie that uh, my wife got me for Christmas. Um, it's a skinnier, darker, more modern tie. More modern tie, for and, sure. And it's got the little SC, the, the new logo from SC, uh, new from a couple of years ago here, without the Trojans written on top. And so, yeah, feeling fancy. And I, I see you're feeling pretty fancy as well. What do well, you got there? I'm not necessarily fancy, but I am rocking my Rutgers shirt. Yeah, let's see if the, the camera can say, yeah, Rutgers. absolutely. Okay, I got this shirt at the Rutgers bookstore when we went and visited there a couple at, months ago. Absolutely. Yeah, we were on campus at Rutgers and uh, Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Scarlet Knights. Yeah, you knew yeah, that one right yeah. away. I've I told you, I, I have the Tigers. It's getting late in the game. I start 
delivering. Okay. Three okay. right there for you. Well, maybe we should set up some type of a, oh. a, a nickname off challenge. What do you think about that? Let's do it. Let's do it. In fact, I think one of our uh, listeners had kind of challenged you. That's true. Uh, so, so yeah, we got a we got a listener from Miami who challenged me. Yeah, listen from Miami. Name off. So we're gonna we're gonna set something up with him. Yeah. To yeah. Uh, to have a cross country nickname off. With yeah. Him. Let's let's figure that out. Yeah. Let's, but but I mean he doesn't. I mean I'm I'm right there. If you're one A, I'm one B. Okay. I mean right. so well, well you know maybe maybe we should have someone else create the game. Yeah 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 we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes yeah absolutely well, all right well now that college basketball is in its full swing and uh, college uh, college football is done yeah uh, we're going to start predicting some college basketball games yeah. in the future yeah uh, we don't really have any specific really big games this weekend yeah uh, but um, but it might be might be something that we could kind of do in the future where we. Uh, maybe picks a couple of games to talk about some big big matchups. Absolutely. And then when March Madness comes around, we'll have a we should have a bracket challenge. Yeah, I feel like you're going to be at March Madness. I am. I'm going to be. I wish. Games. I wonder if there's a way we could remotely do one where you're there and I'm here and you call in. I mean, in fact, you have gotten on the video board, the jumbotron before. The last two years, we've been on the jumbotron. I think we should make that part of our podcast, a little entertainment of you at March Madness. If the listeners would like that, I think I, they would. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll, take, I'll take some videos. We'll okay. Send them in. We'll, All right. Uh, we'll be cheering. I'll be there with my cousin, Adam. Yeah. You, uh, who's flying from Germany for, yeah. for the, for this year. Yeah. And this will be our, Seventh year, we always get the T-shirts from the underdogs. All right, so I'll post, yeah. Post, post some pictures out of yeah. us being yeah. in our T-shirts with the underdogs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully, we have a, another fun year. Absolutely, that'll be a lot of fun. And then, and then I know that we're going to be in the NCA regional rules in June. So I think between March and June, we're going to have some cool kind of uh, a video that's off campus a little bit, a little field trip, if let's you will. Do it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's, let's switch it up. A yeah, bit. yeah. We'll it's shake fun. it up. I can't wait. Yeah, that'll All be right. good. Well, uh, I hope everybody has a great, uh, great weekend, college sports fans. Yeah. We've got the N N NFL uh, championship Sunday. Yeah. AFC NFC championships. Uh, you've got a lot of really great college basketball. Yeah. Hopefully, you're able to just relax and watch some college sports and some professional sports over the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend, guys. See ya. <laughs>